You're listening to one of the sermons preached from Shalom Baptist Chapel, recorded at one of our worship services. Good morning, everyone, once again, and once again, welcome to Shalom Baptist Chapel. And so glad that all of us are here. And I don't know whether there will be some of us still joining us, but so glad to see uh, especially like as uh, Ising has said, you know, our crew and you uh, joining us, Julia and team, Mankok, and, you know, I see all of you. Thank you so much for joining us. And even Linia from Indonesia. Uh, everyone who is here, really glad to see all of you. And I hope that you will continue to be blessed as we continue to worship through the act of listening to the word at this moment. So let me begin by asking you this question. Can you think of some reasons why growing our faith is important and why it is good for you? Let me give you five reasons why. The first one is because there are troubles in this world. The reality is that life is full of trouble. Many things go wrong without a strong belief that God is in control and has a plan. You could find yourself, you, you could find yourself sleeping in a pit of discouragement, confusion, and even doubt. But faith that God is using everything happens to us that happens to us for our own good ultimately at the end of the day is an amazing stabilizer to life. Second, transitions in life. You see, life takes twists and turns, right? You will often need to move in a new direction, such as uh, take a new job, end a relationship or start a relationship, invest more time in your children, family, start a business or become a leader or serve in a ministry and so on and so forth. And sometimes your life moves in a new direction, even without your consent. And a strong faith in God will give you the courage to move in that new direction and take on a new challenge. Third, fear is real. A strong faith is necessary because of the emotion of fear that all of us have. Fear is paralyzing, isn't it? Fear can and will keep you from living the life that God has designed you to live. Fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of disappointing others, fear of not measuring up. No wonder. Did you realize? Do not fear. That command is given, you know, so many times in the scriptures. So my brothers and sisters, you need a strong faith to overcome your fears in this life. Fourth, blessings to others. The reality is that you will have people around you, whether they are your friends, families, loved ones, co-workers, who will also struggle with confusion, doubt, discouragement. If your faith is strong, imagine, you will be able to help them in time of struggle, isn't it? Your life will serve as an anchor in the waves, 
right, that they experience, uh, inevitably, some of your faith will rub off on them. Now, have you ever heard someone saying this? If it weren't for my friend, I wouldn't have made it. They kept me believing. They kept me going on. Yes, you can be that person for the people in your life who are struggling. And finally, enjoy a better quality of life. When you deepen your trust in God and learn to put your life in his hands every day, you experience a higher level of peace and joy in your soul, in, in your inner person. And when your faith grows, your levels of frustration, anger, fear, anxiety, worry decrease. Life simply becomes more enjoyable. Uh, you, you begin to take things in stride and relax emotionally because you know in your heart that the God of the universe loves you and has a plan through it all. Now, imagine, imagine your life with a growing faith. What would your life look like? Imagine the difference it can make, especially on how you view life circumstances and how you respond and overcome the challenging times. And so, for the next five weeks, we will be talking about growing faith. That's right. We will be talking about growing our faith. And beginning today, each week, we will look into one practical way to grow our faith. And so today, we will talk about the first one. But before I mention it, I like you to imagine with me for a while. Imagine, imagine with me, imagine if things could change, right? If things in life, if things could change just by believing. It's like, oh, I, I believe it, yes, without a shadow of doubt. If things could change just by believing, do you agree with me? You can become the healthiest person in the world simply by believing in exercising and good diet, right? If things could change just by believing, you can become the best, per uh, the best person or the best parents simply by believing in good parenting. If things could change just by believing, I mean, you can become the best student, right? By believing, by simply believing in studying hard. And listen, if things could change just by believing, surely you can become the best and most godly Christian simply by believing what Jesus says in the Bible. But well, unfortunately, everyone knows that is not the case. That is not true. It is not just by believing, but what? That's right. By what? By doing it. By putting action to what we listen, to what we hear. Because doing makes all the difference. Action changes things. Someone said this, words may inspire. And true enough, right? Right words, good words, great words, they inspire us. They inspire our soul. But only action creates change. And so with that, let me give you the first practical way to grow your faith. And that is this. 
application. That's right. I know it's no brainer. I know it is not something that you don't know. But I often say this. It is not what we don't know that is the issue. It is what we know and what we don't do with what we know. That is often the problem, isn't it? And so that's right. The first practical way to grow your faith is application. Applying, not just acquiring the truth, is what will expand the muscles of your faith. And my friends, this is best illustrated by Jesus Christ himself when he taught the people about the kingdom living on the mountain. Remember that? The teaching is best known as what? That's right. The sermon on the what? The sermon on the mount. And I believe you have read. You have listened to a lot of messages from that, right? But if you have read and studied the Sermon on the Mount, you would realize one thing. And that is this, that the teachings of Jesus are super duper practical, isn't it? It's not just hate knowledge, but it's, do you know, that's why whenever Jesus teaches or preaches, it's like people just get mad, you know, especially those people who are not living according to the ways of God. They, 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 just, they just get mad at him because it's so practical. And that is what we see in the teachings of Jesus. The teachings, the preachings, the message of Jesus, they're very practical. And that is the reason why the invitation of Jesus to everyone is simply this. Follow me, not believe in me, right? Follow me. And that is why in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus taught the people how to live their lives with the kingdom values. Do you remember? He taught them, for example, um, the attitude, right? What kind of attitudes uh, they should have in life. Uh, how to be good, how to be a good testimony, how to obey God's law, how to understand and how to obey God's law, how to what? Wait, this is radical. How to love your enemies when we, when we, have, uh, when we have trouble or when we have difficulty even loving our uh, friends and families, right? It's just, just, it's just too radical and it's just so practical, isn't it? For example, again, how to, how to give to the needy, to the poor, how to view and use money, and so many other practical teachings in the Sermon on the Mount. And after all these practical teaching, watch this. This is how Jesus concluded his teaching or his sermon. He said this, right in Matthew chapter 7, everyone then who hears these words of mine, these words means the teachings of Jesus, right? How to live your life. Everyone who hears these words of mine and what? Believes them? No. And what? Take good notes of them? Reflects on them? Are convicted by my words such that they repent from their sins? No. Then what? Everyone who hears these words of mine, my teachings, and what? Does them. 
and applies them in their lives. In other words, applies, not just acquires the truth. Now, why did Jesus make this a big deal? Well, I believe this is the reason why. Because everyone who hears these words, right? These words of mine and does them, Jesus said, will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. In other words, doing or applying the teachings of Jesus is like, listen to this. Doing or applying the teachings of Jesus is like preparing what? Or it's like building your life. Your house is like your life. It's like building your life. It's like building your future. So whatever you do today, in other words, the little action that you take will shape your life and prepare you and for your future that is coming for both good times and bad times, especially, well, for bad times. And some of the bad times, let's be honest, they are inevitable. They will come and they will keep coming for as long as you have life. And so the question is, how prepared are you for bad times? So doing or applying the truths or the teachings of Jesus in your life is like preparing your life for hard times, for difficult times, for the storms that will keep coming your way and mine. That is building your house or building your life on the rock. But wait a while. Do you know the implication of building a house on the rock? Now, usually, nowadays, when we build a house, we usually dug a hole deep underneath the ground and lay the foundation up, right? But that is not how they do it back then. They would usually find a solid rock or something solid or something hard on the ground and try to dig a hole on that solid rock or something solid to build the foundation up. Now, the problem with that method is this. It is very labor intensive. It takes very long and it is very expensive. So what is the point? Here is the point. To be doers of the teachings of Jesus, to apply the kingdom values, some of which are super counterculture, right? It's like building your house on the rock. That means it will cost you a big time. It will cost you a big time to apply the truths, to do the things that we know that Jesus tells us to do to be doers and not just hearers of the word. It will cost you big time. It will cost your time. It will cost your hard work, your disciplines. In other words, it is not going to be easy. But hey, listen, you will be glad if you do it because the result is something every single one of us desires. Now, what is that? Here it is. Look at what Jesus said next. And the rain fell. And the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But what? It did not fall. Why? Because it had been founded on the rock. 
So my brothers and sisters, my friends, the rain will fall on you in your life. The flood will come your way. The winds will blow against you from every direction. And all these things will beat your life up. But no matter how hard it beats you up, your life will not fall apart. If you have founded your life on doing, in applying the truths or the teachings of Jesus, when you have founded your life in not just being a good listener, but in good doers of the word. And hey, isn't that what we all wish for, right? To stay afloat and victorious amid a boisterous storm of life. But unfortunately, here's the truth. Many falls away. Many gets crushed by the storm. And Jesus tells us, the reason why that is the case. And here it is. Jesus continues on. Everyone who hears these words of mine and what? Does not do them. That means they are just hearers. They are, they are just believers. But they don't do anything. They don't apply the truth in their lives. For whatever reason that is. All right. But Jesus is saying, everyone who hears the words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Now, do you know the staggering implications of this verse? Let me put it this way for you. And it would be something like this. It is possible for you, listen carefully, it is possible for you, for me, for anyone. It is possible for you to be a Christian attending church services like this, reading your own Bible in your own good time, listening to messages after messages, believing in what Jesus says, like, oh, I believe in Jesus. I believe everything the Bible says. And yet, and yet live a life without experiencing the power of faith in your life. How you practically live out your life on a day-to-day -day basis has nothing to do with what you believe about Jesus and his teachings. Now, I'm sorry to put it this way, but to bring my point across, to put it bluntly, it will be something like this. You can call yourself a Christian and totally live as someone who is not. That's right. These are Christians who hears and even believes the words of Jesus, but does not do them. Maybe they try to do, but they stop. And they stop at all doing in their lives. And here's the interesting thing. This group of people, right, or this group of Christians are not exempted from the inevitable storms of life as well. You know why? Because look, this is what Jesus said. And the rain fell, fell, and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house. Same circumstances as the one 
with those who hears the words of Jesus and does them, right? But here's the defining difference between the ones who hears and does them and the ones who hears but does not do them. Here's the difference, Jesus tells us. And it fell. And it fell and great was the fall of it. Now, let me ask you again. Do you know? Do you know what this great fall looks like in real life? Let me give you a snapshot of what it looks like in real life with regards to this fall that Jesus was talking about. When they hear the words of Jesus, when they hear and they believe everything about the scriptures, but they don't do anything, they don't apply the truth in their lives. And the wind comes and the storms of life comes and they get crushed and they fall. You know what they, what happens? They will blame or even curse God. That's right. They will blame God. They will curse God. They will stop believing in God in his existence and they will stop believing in the goodness and in the sovereignty of God because they will say, if God is sovereign, if God is loving, then why? And as a result, of course, they walk away from the faith. They walk away from God. And when they walk away from God, they will miss the power and the blessings of God. So this is how it looks like the great fall that is mentioned here. And the bigger part of such fall has to do with faith. Faith that simply listens and believes, but does not practice. Such faith is like building a house that cannot stand the inevitable storm that is coming and that we know it's coming. Such faith is like building your life. It's like preparing your future only to be crushed by the inevitable storms of life that we all go through. That's right. Such faith, an unexercised faith, faith that is not exercised, faith that we don't put the hard work to exercise day in and day in, day out. In other words, listen, watch this. An unexercised faith will only lend you to an unimaginable fall. And that is not what you want. That is not what we want, right? So my brothers and sisters, my friends, my encouragement is that, so learn to exercise your faith. The truths or teachings of Jesus found in the scriptures, let's put them into practice. Let's make it a habit to put them into practice. Act on them. Live out your life according to the principles and the values of Jesus. It's not easy, of course. It's radical, I know. It doesn't make sense out there. But the way to go forward is to live out, is to act on them. Because application or doing makes all the difference in life. But well, I know. I know what some of you may be thinking. I know it's not easy, but I know, you know, I know there is a great hindrance. But if you are thinking like me, perhaps you are, you already know the huge gap, 
the, 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 the huge gap between hearing or between believing and doing. And the gap is simply trust, isn't it? Well, what do I mean by that? Let, let, let me be, let's be honest here. Think with me. To apply some of the teachings of Jesus in our lives. It's just so out of place, isn't it? I mean, the teachings of Jesus, you know, right? I mean, just, just, just read the Sermon on the Mount. It's, it's just so radical. They are so radical. And actually, if we try to practice, if we try to apply all these teachings and principles and values of Jesus that he teaches us in the scriptures, people may even think that you are crazy, that we are crazy or something. For instance, Jesus tells us to love our enemies when we find it hard to even love our families and friends. Jesus tells us what? Forgive and keep forgiving no matter what others do to you. Really? And Jesus says, be truthful, be honest in everything, in your dealings. Really? In a world filled with politics, in a world filled with backstepping, arm twisting. And you can name it. This is just one or two of many examples. Why? It just doesn't make sense. And it's so out of place. It's so radical. It's so hard. It's so, it seems so impossible. So you see, I know that Jesus tells me to do all these things, to live out my life with these principles and values. But the question is this, do I really trust in him, right? Do you really trust in him? The problem is not that you don't know what Jesus wants you to do. The, the problem is not that you don't know how Jesus wants you to view your relationship, view your finances, view your work, view everything about life. But the question is, do I really trust in him? Do I really trust that I will be happy, that life will be good if I apply all these things? Do I trust that Jesus is in control of the situation that I may enter into by obeying, by applying the truth that he teaches me in the scriptures? Do I trust in him that he will take care of me and my situation? You see, brothers and sisters, that is the unspoken question that all of us have when it comes to applying the truth or the teachings of Jesus in our lives. Can you? Can I? Can we trust in Jesus to do what he says in the scriptures? And well, the answer is absolutely yes, you can. Yes, you can. So let me ask you, why do we observe the Lord's Supper or the Holy Communion, right? Now, over here, I would like you, if you have already prepared your elements for the Holy Communion, I would like you to just take it uh, with you. Just hold them in your hands. Don't have to lift them up. I'm just showing you. Okay, just, just, just. Reach out your hands for the elements and just hold it in your hands because I would like to lead you um, in a time of observing, remembering what Jesus has done. 
And as you reach out your hand and uh, take your elements, let me ask you, why do we eat? Why do we eat and why do we drink together? That's right. We do because the bread symbolizes the body of Jesus that was broken at the cross, right? And the cup symbolizes or the, represents the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross while he was hanging on the cross. And when we eat and drink together, what are we doing? We are proclaiming the truth that Jesus died for our sin, that he died for our sake. And for this reason, until today, we do this. Until today. That's why we observe the Holy Communion. We eat and drink together in this manner to remind ourselves in a symbolic way the price that Jesus paid for our sins to make our lives, what? Redeemable. Back to our Heavenly Father. Back to where we originally belong. So my brothers and sisters, my friends, come. Let us once again remind ourselves the great and the unthinkable price that Jesus paid for our sins and for our sake by eating and drinking together. So, if you have it in your hands, would you reach out to them? And then come. Let's remind ourselves the great and the unthinkable price that Jesus paid for our sin and to make our lives redeemable back to the Father. Let us eat and drink together right now in remembrance of what Jesus did for us. Shall we? Come. Let us eat and drink together. So my dear brothers and sisters, listen. Listen carefully to this. If Jesus died for you, you can be certain that he is for you and not against you. If Jesus died for your sin, you can trust in him that he will take care of you. So trust in him and do what he says. Trust in Jesus, the one who loves you and gave up his life for you. Trust in him and make it a point. Make it a habit to apply his truths and his teachings in your life. <coughs> <coughs> But let me say this. <clears throat> Don't just read the Bible. <clears throat> Don't just read the Bible or listen to messages week in, week out. 
They may inspire you. But only change will bring transformation in your life and for your situations. <clears throat> and of course, you may not see the transformation overnight. But if you keep doing and doing, even when you fail, get back and get going. Keep applying the truths you learn, even when they are difficult. But if you keep doing, if you keep applying the truths, you will begin to see one small change at a time. And that's where you will begin to see the muscles of your faith expand and grow. Because doing and not just hearing makes all the difference for your faith and for my faith. It is hard, I know. It seems impossible sometimes. But remember, it is rewarding beyond what you can imagine. So let me conclude with this. If you are serious about growing your faith, because I know some so-called some Christians may not be serious about growing their faith. Because unfortunately, some Christians, they have understood Christianity as something with regards to just believing the right thing. And that is the problem. But I hope that all of us who are here and all of you who are listening to this, you are not like that. I know you are struggling like me to apply the truth. But I believe you are not like that kind of Christian who thinks that Christianity following Jesus is only about believing the right thing, forgetting about the right behaving or the right living. Because Jesus didn't invite us to believe in him. Jesus invited us to follow him. Follow has the idea of action. Follow has the idea of doing what he says. And so I believe that you are serious about growing your faith. And so if you are, then I challenge and I encourage all of us to take this week and to do this thing. You ready for this? Apply, or I would say one application. Apply one biblical truth each day throughout this week. One application a day. All right, can we do that? Try out. Apply one biblical truth each day throughout this week without a miss. Try that throughout this week. Be intentional to apply at least one biblical truth in your life each day and see what it does for your life. Well, you can uh, read the Bible. You know, because I'm, I'm, I'm sure some of you uh, have the habit of reading the Bible every morning or you have your own devotional materials or each morning, if you don't have anything, just pray, spend some time and pray and ask this simple question to God. God, what biblical truth will I apply for today? Right? I did it. 
And it's very simple, really. Uh, to find one application for the day, it's very simple, really. It's very simple, okay? Uh, but uh, doing that, yeah, that, that, that is a different story. But that, that's where you have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to do it, all right? But it's really easy to find one application each day. So do that. Apply. Uh, and uh, ask yourself, what, what biblical truth uh, will I apply today? And it could be in the area of your relationship. It could be in your area of your relationship with your spouse, your friends, your siblings, or your colleagues, or, or boyfriend, girlfriend, and so on and so forth. It could be in the area of your finances. It could be in the area of your work, your personal struggles. It could be in the area of your attitude. It could be in, in the area of your discouragement, and so on and so forth. There are so many areas in your life that you can think of one application from the truth of God, from the teachings of Jesus. So go. Start from tomorrow. Now listen carefully. If you fail to apply successfully, all right, you start tomorrow and you, 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 you fail to apply successfully, which some of us would, really, I, I can assure you. <laughs> or some of you may even forget to try. All right, because you, you will only remember this message only today. Tomorrow you will forget. <laughs> Most likely, maybe some of you can remember until tomorrow, or maybe I give you more Tuesday, maybe. Okay, so that's fine. And that's why you have to recap and just be intentional about it. So if you fail to apply successfully, which some of you may, you may even forget, that is okay. That is fine. That is okay. Don't beat yourself up. Once you fail, don't say, that, yeah, God hates me. I'm lousy. God will, God will not be pleased. No. God loves you. No matter what mistake, no matter how lousy you are. All right? So, what is not okay is this, when you stop. It is not okay when you stop to apply again the following day. Just because you fail today and you say, I give up. I, anyway, I will fail. I, I know I will fail. Ah, that is not okay. The Bible says, Jesus says, you are like a foolish man. Right? So don't give up. Failing is okay. Failing is okay. Not trying is not okay. Right? So remember, building your house on the rock is not easy. It is labor intensive. It takes longer time. It costs you a big time. But then the reward of not giving up is priceless. So don't give up. Trying again and again to apply the biblical truths that Jesus has taught. Failing is not the issue. Giving up is. So don't give up exercising your faith by applying the truths in different areas of your life. Remember, remember this. Your unexercised faith will only lend you to an unimaginable form. And that is not what you want for yourself, right? And trust me, that is not what Jesus wants from any one of us as well. So come, let us take up the challenge to intentionally apply one biblical truth each day throughout this week. And well, I pray and I believe 
that when we return next Sunday, you and I will be ready to learn the second practical way to grow our faith. In the meantime, I really pray and I really hope that you will take up the challenge and you will see your faith begin to grow one step at a time. That's my prayer. That's my blessings for all of you. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for reminding us again your great truth in how we can grow our faith. And thank you that whatever has been spoken and whatever has been heard, that Lord, it will translate into action. It will translate into applying, doing them so that we will see our life being built upon that rock, that solid rock. So that in times of difficulties, that Lord, our faith will keep us afloat and victorious. And so Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will help each one of us throughout this week as we apply one truth a day, that you will help us overcome. You will help us to see our faith grow from strength to strength that will ultimately glorify you and that will ultimately bring peace and blessings to all of us, especially in time such as this. So would you bless us? We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.